0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler,
0: yeah. baby. I know heartbreaks, setbacks, bitch. If I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. If I ain't the code, man, or the dope man, I'm almost the me I gotta take it, no need to say shit. I'm gon' take it. Robberies turn homicide. It's nothing to play with.
2: Hey, what's up everyone? This is Gary A. Swayby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. And this week we will be recapping Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Episode 2. And the episode is titled Reaping and Sowing. So I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich?
0: Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up indeed?
2: And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana?
1: I am doing very well. Excited to talk about this episode and I'm really excited for this show, which is like yay improvement. <laughs> good, good,
2: good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, last week was great. We had a great response of the first power cast back. Of course, you know, we was on video for the first time, all of us, so we're we're happy that you guys enjoyed the content and everything and, and you know, we got a lot of views and stuff, so Thank you to everyone I, will, I also want to give a thank you to stars as well. Um, one thing I want to say before we uh, you know get to our recap of this episode is if you do enjoy listening to this content and you want to support us, you know no money involved or nothing, uh, if you want to support us, please hit the like button and also consider subscribing if you do like our content enough you know because that helps us grow. it helps us come back and do these recaps again and again and you know there's a lot of power shows now and you know this doing this show takes a lot of time you know out of our week and everything because we're on different schedules we have to plan ahead and everything so if you really you know enjoy this content please hit the like button because that just helps us do this and continue to do this um and you know it helps us grow our audience because we are an independent outlet and everything so um please please consider doing that because that that does help and we appreciate all the comments and all the engagement um and you know please feel free to share your thoughts on on raising Kanan or the show or whatever because you know we we love the engagement we love to talk about you know the actual show and everything itself so definitely leave your comments tweet uh, tweet at us you know all the details are on the screen and everything if you're watching you can see all our twitter accounts so yeah, um, just consider doing all that stuff Because it does help um, And since, you know, we're, we're, we're at this point of the show Where we're talking about support and everything I, I do want to uh, go ahead and just plug my book real quick Which is called Gully um, You know, so uh, This is like a It's, it's an uh, it's a, it's a urban, you know, street fiction kind of book Kind of story based on real life experiences um, It's written by myself and Latrice Oliveira. You know, Latrice actually came from um, you know Southside Jamaica, Queens, and Long Island as well. She spent a lot of time there because of her family. Um, so you know, she grew up in 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 the nineties, the same era as Ra- raising Canaan is taking place in. So you know, if you enjoy raising Canaan, you, you know, you could also check out this story. You might you might like that too. Um, and you know, I also wanted to say that we are we are all writers here on this show. So that is why we're so passionate about shows like Raising Canaan, because we are all writers too so you know um you you can uh you can you can be confident that you're listening to real writers people who really enjoy storytelling and stuff mm-hmm. and that's why you know we get so passionate and so into these discussions that we have but what was you gonna say Rich I, I saw you you motioned to oh. talk
0: yeah, I was going to say I'm very glad that you pointed out that Because I was going to say, oh, you definitely need to mention that Because I know people have criticized us in the past When we talk about the writing on these shows Well now, yes, you know Gary here, a published author Check out his book Dana and I write as well So just to let you know um, There's a reason why we critique certain things
2: Yeah And and it doesn't come out of, you know, hatred or anything like that Most of the times, It's just we're so passionate about this And, you know, it's just... We, we just want to talk about it. Like we just enjoy talking about it. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. But, um, but yeah, sorry to, to hold you guys up. I just thought, you know, it was important <laughs> to, 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 to do some housekeeping before we get to the main course, the main meal and everything. So, um, let's get into our takeaways for the week from Raising Canaan episode two. Um, you know, reaping and sowing. So, uh, in this segment, we just each of us gives our main takeaways from the episode. You know, uh, just our thoughts and things that stood out to us And then, you know, after we're done doing that Then, you know, we're going to have some some dialogue So we're going to ask some questions about what's going to happen next And things of that nature So, so yeah, uh, this week I'm going to put the spotlight on Richard Bailey Jr. first So, Richard, uh, go ahead and give us your takeaways from the episode
0: All right, so... uh... First and foremost, I just want to say uh, I'm still enjoying the show a lot. This week's episode, I have three main takeaways I want to talk about. Uh, First and foremost, rest in peace to D-Wiz. We spoke about this character last week. Uh, We had a segment that we recorded on the show, and I believe Gary also has a separate segment on YouTube right now in which we talked about characters we think could potentially turn on Kanan you know down the road uh because of what happened with uh Buck 20 and uh of course Unique and I find it very funny how we had that discussion and then the next episode this character ends up getting killed so um I thought it was very well done to tell this story because again we knew that everything that Kanan did in the first episode when he made the decision to kill Buck 20 there had to be some type of consequences that came from that uh, from the minute this episode started, he's laying in bed. You see a Scarface poster, and once again, I like how they reference a lot of these movies, things that you think would shape the character that, but that everybody is familiar with. You know, they talked about, you saw that Scarface poster. Uh, New Jack City was the movie that they were going to watch when he asked about having, uh you know, D-Wiz uh, come over. But um, yeah, like I said, we knew that there was going to be some consequences that came from that action. And I thought it was very interesting because again, you, you have Lulu who was the one that did the deed in the end because he is the right hand man to, uh, rock. But again, the queen pen move of what she did because they knew that his weapons were, you know, was behind this. They knew that he was probably the one that was there to work alongside Kanan and they decided to get rid of him. Now what I'm interested to see is. What the fallout will be from that in the next episode because it was very clear that he was going to kanan's house prior to all of this happening and then lulu stops by and convinces him to go to that club instead we know that uh jukebox saw him getting to lulu's car so we have to see what happens with that fallout and, uh, and then in addition to that because the family knows that he was headed to Canaan's place before this happened. I think they would be very suspicious as to if they know anything about what happened. Also, you know, go into the fact that they mentioned that he has a brother that just got out of prison. So I expect to see that brother introduced in the show at some point because the brother, I'm pretty sure is going to want some type of retaliation. He's probably the one that will be more than likely to get some retaliation because his younger brother got killed. So I look forward to seeing how they're gonna make that evolve but it was very dramatic you know yes he had the best night of his life went out partying got himself some action and then unfortunately came to an end and you can see you can see that Lulu didn't want to kill him because he had tears in his eyes when he shot him but it's just a very emotional gut punch and again we know from here I think things are going to start to go downhill uh, so we'll see how that story evolves But yeah, rest in peace to D-Wiz, a character that I was very curious to learn more about. And unfortunately, you know, you have to take people out, you know, to really emphasize that there are consequences for actions that whenever something bad is made, something bad happens. So that's one takeaway. The other two takeaways I want to mention very quickly. uh, Secondly, uh, this episode really, you know, once again, we saw Rock... Exploring her relationship with Symphony. And then at the end of this episode, you see Marvin exploring his relationship with the other character who was a part of that club. Now, we already know that that that, that this woman does not like uh Raquel. We already know that Marvin had an exchange with Symphony in this episode, saying, you know, like he said, don't mess around with my sister, but again tried to play off like he was just having a conversation and he wasn't serious. So this is going to be an issue moving forward because I believe, Gary, you said next week, you said on the last episode that they, they, the brothers may start to question how Raquel is moving and doing business because her, she may be preoccupied with whatever's going on with her in Symphony right now. And I think now you're going to really start to see both of them are going to be in a situation where They are essentially working with people, but now they're trying to have relationships with them as well. So, I'm curious to see what happens with that dynamic. I don't imagine it's going to end well, either. Um, But, we'll see what happens. So, that's one thing worth mentioning. The final takeaway that I want to mention, uh, it has a lot to do with uh, Kanan's crush, Davina, in this episode. Because what we saw of this character last week, obviously... This was Buck 20's girlfriend, Kanan's crush, someone that he has had a crush on ever since he was a kid. Uh, and then in this episode, you see her getting into a fight with Buck 20's, uh, one of his other girls he messed around with named Tiffany and beat the hell out of her. You know, I saw a couple of uh, blows thrown here and there. Uh, so you get to learn more about this character. You see that she's a, a very tough will. Uh, obviously, there's a situation going on at home with her mother. Uh, and I, I feel as though, we got bits and pieces of that in this particular episode. We'll probably get more as the season goes on. But she was talking about she was taking care of her sister, uh, and they had the scene where she's rolling her stroller by Canaan. You know, by Canaan's uh, house, he happens to come outside, and again, she keeps questioning him. Did you know Buck Twenty? Did you have some type of beef with Buck Twenty? Yeah. And he keeps saying no because you know, again, news is spreading that. Obviously, they were involved in what happened with Buck 20. So my my thought is this, is that I'm curious to see what happens with this Davina character, because I feel like, you know, that could end up becoming Sean's mom. I have no idea if that is essentially how this is going to go down. But what I will say is that I don't know if y'all felt the same. We'll probably get into this later. When she was, you know, riding around her sister in the stroller, I kind of thought to myself, I mean is that really her sister or is that really her kid because I, I kind of feel like it could be her kid uh, but we don't know how the family dynamic is at her house um, so we have to obviously see because it kind of feels like that character has a, a couple more layers and secrets about her because in this episode you saw her that she was ready to throw down with Tiffany You know, so I kind of feel like there's more to that character we're going to learn about and maybe there's some stuff that Kanan doesn't fully know that he's also going to learn about her as well but um, overall, uh, I thought it was a great episode. Um, it really was emotional in terms of what happened to D-Wiz because I, I was cool with the character last week. Uh, I was curious about whether what was gonna be the result of what Kanan did. And then you saw in this episode, he was very not nonchalant. Like he didn't act like nothing was gonna happen to him from the minute, because this was the first episode where he went back to school after that incident. So you kind of thought that he was going to have a certain demeanor about it, but he just didn't like Hey, whatever, I don't care. Everything is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how he's going to be in the next episode, because when he finds out his boy got taken out, my guess is that, you know, obviously Raquel has the intention of she wants to protect Kanan. And you know that they kept having the dialogue in this episode that Unique kept saying the body needs a streak. This is the whole reason why they orchestrated this thing to kill D-Wits but the issue is that what we know is that Kanan is hard headed so he's going to possibly think oh well obviously Unique's guys probably took him took out my friend now I need to retaliate against them Yeah. so it's obviously going to backfire yeah. um, so we'll see what happens but a- 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 another great episode um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next
2: yeah very very excellent uh, takeaways there and observations um yeah, some, some stuff that um I didn't even touch on here, but um but yeah there's there's some stuff that I'm gonna get to also. But um but yeah, great takeaways. So um I will go next for the takeaways. Um and you know I do have a lot to say about that whole D Wiz situation, but um let me let me start here and say that, you know, um because last week Richard you mentioned that you know Howard the the police officer played by omar Epps. Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you know it seems like a training day dynamic between him and the the other officer um the female officer and this one really like brought that theory home like this episode because uh, we see them in the car together and he's kind of like schooling her on you know the way that the streets work and stuff like that um and uh yeah it really does have that you know veteran rookie kind of vibe and at that point we didn't we still didn't know if howard was crooked or not or if he's just like you know if he's very knowledgeable about the streets or something but then you know later on we do see that actually you know he he sort of is crooked it seems like because he he goes to see um unique at the the clothing store and then you know he his position is basically like you know um, there there's going to be crime we know that there's going to be crime um, but that there, there, there has to be only one crew you know in charge of it we will only allow one crew so it's basically seeming like he wants to you know get Raquel and her crew out the way and and only allow Unique you know um, so it's like he wants to control the crime or something like that so. Um, it seems like there's there's now going to be an active movement, uh, an active movement against Raquel and and her crew and her team. So that's going to be interesting to watch unfold. Um, and of course, it that kind of connects to what what uh, what happened with D Wiz. Because um, uh, I'll, I'll get back to that later. But you know that is going to have a lot of um, impact on how things turn out with that situation as well because now we know that you know howard is kind of working with um you know unique to to um you know get raquel out the way so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there and you know whether raquel and her team are able to get the one up on them somehow um so yeah that that's interesting um so one thing I just wanted to point out as well This isn't exactly story related This takeaway but I want to say That um, I, I'm a fan of Uncle um, Uncle Marvin Because he offers a lot of comedy relief um, You know a lot of Slapstick comedy and everything But like he still has like a street element To him too but you know he, he His character is more layered because you know He has the comedy he has he's kind of like A smooth brother as well like he has this Smoothness about him so I, I'm I'm really warming up to his character a lot, and um, I'm wondering how far they're going to push it with this relationship with the club owner, like the you know the um, the, the white woman who who lost her dog, unfortunately. You know, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering how far it's going to go because he actually you know started fighting at the club over her, so. Um, I wonder how far you know that relationship is going to go because she seemed impressed. Like, wow, no one's ever fought over me before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we know that um, Symphony and Raquel have something also, and Symphony works at the club. So you know how is that dynamic going to work with with you know both siblings in a relationship with the club staff? Um, and I'm wondering if that will um, you know affect the business later on somehow. So, yeah, uh, that's interesting uh, But yeah, Uncle, Uncle Marvin, he's one of my favorite characters So I just wanted to say that um, So, there was a scene in this where, you know, R- Raquel and Uncle Lulu visit this store Because they need some storage options, you know, um, for the products and everything that they're selling, I guess and you know, we see they go into the deli or the bodega. Um, mm-hmm. Dana, you're you're the expert. What was that? Was that a bodega mm-hmm. or a deli? Yeah. Or is that the same thing? Bodega. Okay. I didn't see any cats though. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So so they go into you know the the bodega and um, the 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 woman behind the counter. She has a black eye, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, we see we see the guy come out Who we assume is her husband And, you know, he's like, she's not in charge here You know, you gotta talk to me So instantly we see this guy is is a bit of an a-hole, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, we can only assume that he gave her that black eye um, And, you know, Raquel and Lulu see this Clearly they see the black eye And, and they walk on to do their business with the shop owner Um, And, you know, they cut a deal So that they can store their stuff there And they're going to, you know, pay him um, You know, extra for his rent and everything To to store their stuff there and everything But my my thing is The reason, you know, this is a takeaway for me Is I'm wondering Because they showed us that black eye for a reason So I'm wondering if something will happen later on Where, you know, maybe they cut out the guy from the deal and deal directly with the woman, and maybe she becomes like the owner of, of that situation. Yeah. And then, you know, Raquel does business with her because yeah. I feel like, you know, even though Raquel is, is hard, you know, we know she's a hard woman, she's tough and everything. I, I think there's, you know, she's still a woman. So she still understands that, you know, the, the, this lady is in a bad situation so I, I think that you know this will make her want to help you know that that lady out you know uh, because it's not fair like th- this woman isn't in the life at all she's just an innocent person seemingly she's an in- innocent person who's working here she's married to the store owner um, and you know, it looks like she's getting beat up, you know, for no reason. So I think mm-hmm. maybe Raquel who wants to help her out. But but Dana, you was giving me like funny eyes. So because am I wrong here? the way
1: how you said it was like, oh, because she's a woman. I'm like, oh, not necessarily. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying
2: like she because she has that that you know she she should have that womanly instinct that that's Breaking like you know we 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 gotta goal. look out. No, no, let me. Wouldn't you want to look out for, wouldn't you want to look out for another woman who, who, who's getting beat up, like by her husband? Wouldn't you want to help somebody out?
1: That is entran, entrancement, And I'm not going to answer that.
2: Well, but
1: how, to say that like, all women will do that is just like.
2: I'm oh. not saying, I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all, but I feel like, you know, Raquel specifically, cause just the way that they looked at it, it makes me think that, you know, she's, she's going to do something to help her out later. Like I don't think she, she'll turn a blind eye Now because she needs to get the deal done But I think she's going to Help that woman out you
0: know? hey, just, can just I, why not hey, Can I make a comment mm-hmm. I, I feel any guy that puts His hand on a woman he Needs to get his ass whooped Because you should yeah. never ha- never hit a woman period Never yeah. So yeah.
2: Like yeah. Lulu Lulu might help too I mean he's Didn't got a, le- he's got a, someone a legit could. Don't just say You know because she's a
1: woman she's going to yeah,
2: today I, I think you're missing my point. I'm just saying, like you know, because that because I mean, I'm I'm the, it's the same with men. Like if I walk by, I see an innocent, you know, black man getting beat up by you know, a bunch of you know whoever. I'm going to like help. You know, if I see this person is innocent, defenseless, didn't do anything wrong, I'm gonna want to help them just because you know if that could be me in that situation. Like okay, so, so, then I, to
1: say someone will eventually help.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Womanly instinct.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying like the re- I'm just look I'm just saying logic like, you know, the reasoning behind it is that maybe, you know, she sees a woman in a bad situation and, you know, as a woman, she might have been in bad situations in it, when she was younger, so mm-hmm. she wants to help out this woman. Now now cuz she's in a position to help her. So mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm saying. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying nothing sexist. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know uh, nothing. I would just <laughs>
1: saying <nothing. laughs>
2: But yeah, so I I definitely feel like you know um, they might end up helping that lady out later on because you know why else would they put so much emphasis on that you know so um,
1: or uh, maybe she'll kill him
2: yeah 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 that's what I'm saying like oh you so mean I like the woman it. herself yeah. yeah yeah maybe she maybe she'll do it
0: so, <laughs> so
2: and and if she does that more power to her you know because he shouldn't <laughs> put he shouldn't have put his hands on her so.
0: Yeah, that, that that needs to happen because they they painted this guy from the very beginning. When you saw that bruise, you knew what what it was. That mm-hmm. that guy, he, he, something has to happen to him. He got to need to be dealt with.
1: But again, Raquel, she doesn't forget. Uh, case in point: Rest in peace to the dog.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. that's a very yeah. good point. Mm-hmm. And
2: and and you know, I'm going to bring that back later because you know, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying like Raquel is some superhero out here because she's clearly you know she's evil. She's got her bad ways about her. So but yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was that though. I wanted to shed light on that. De- definitely chime in on the comments as well. I want to hear what other people think about that. Um, so yeah. Uh, next takeaway. Um, so so yeah, so while Kanan, like we see that, you know, um in this episode, Raquel wants Kanan out the way so that he, he doesn't get hurt and Kanan believes that he's, you know, helping out his mother with the business and everything. Um, but really what's happening is he's getting sent to this house where there's this guy here who's watching out for him. And he Kanan believes that he's in some way helping, but really it's just Raquel's way to get him out out of harm's way and keep him somewhere. But, you know, um during one of his stays at this house, Kanan noticed. Notices the locked door right downstairs. So I feel like it's only a matter of time before Kanan gets on the other side of that locked door. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. once that happens, I think he is going to, he is going to go behind Raquel's back and start doing things, um, to, to the point where, you know, he's going to have so much things in motion, um, that are, that's making money that um you know she won't be able to shut it down because it's gonna be so lucrative what he's doing. So I think this is this is the start of Kanan breaking out and doing his own thing, sort of thing. Like he's just gonna start making his own decisions and going into business for himself a little bit. So, so so you
0: think as soon as the next episode?
2: It might not be that soon, but <laughs> um but I think they're laying the groundwork to, to show us that you know there's this locked door at the moment Kanan can't get through it, but eventually he's gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh and you know, we, we all know that Kanan is good at getting behind locked doors because you know he he survived that Firefight with uh with Jamie <laughs> <Yeah. with laughs> St. <Saint> Patrick. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yep, it's something that a lot of people criticize. How the character survived. So yeah, you're right. He, he somehow, right. somehow made it out alive, so you know. Yep.
2: <laughs> But um yeah, so so that was interesting. Um and I can't wait to see where, where they take that, you know, the locked door thing. Um and you know, this will be another good one for Dana to chime in on as well. I'm sure she'll have uh another perspective on this. But you know, the scene with her uh, jukebox um and her girlfriend, you know, uh where they were they were at the store and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um first of all we see, you know. A few scenes of jukebox On the streets hustling Selling clothes, t-shirts and that sort of thing You know, Uh which was common You know, for for people Back then, um, even now, and now pe- Yeah, people still do it now <laughs> I think it
1: took you to Times Square
2: New York Oh yeah, yeah. there's people hustling in Times Square All day, like You got, I, I, I almost by got the kidnapped costume.
1: You got kidnapped I-
2: I almost got kidnapped. They needed to save me because like I'm people... literally
1: watching them drag you away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, she she was she was in the streets hustling, you know. Um, but they were they're at this. So, um, jukebox and her girlfriend were at the store, and um, you know um, she she's looking through the clothes and everything to see what's there. And you know her her girlfriend is obviously like, oh, you, you want that? I'll buy it for you. Um So you know obviously She probably She probably uh, meant it in a good way But she was being very ignorant About things because I guess she was Kind of assuming that Jukebox couldn't buy it for herself if she wanted it You know Um and then they had a whole Conversation about this Um And yeah Like my thing is with this scene Like I liked it because they resolved They instantly They had dialogue they resolved it And then they were kissing again you know And it was like very touching when they started kissing. So my thing is, is I like when they bring things like this up because people do make assumptions about black people, whether it's, you know, we're all criminals or we're all poor or, you know, we all don't have dads or mothers or whatever. Like people do see us and make assumptions. So, um, I like that they point that out. And I like that they also show that we can educate each other without there being you know any animosity or tension or violence as well so like you know that would this was what we saw here it was a it was a warming resolution to to you know to what happened and i want to see more of that because not everything has to end up in you know ra- racial tension between people like we can educate each other in, you know, a calm and, and, and warming way so that we understand each other more. Cause that's really all that needs to happen is that people have to be willing to learn more about, like, I'm a person who I, I love like learning about other cultures, like people in Japan, people in China, people in Estonia, Russia. Like I, I want to understand what separates all these cultures and makes people different and what their backgrounds are, what their history is. So you just have to be willing to you know listen and and understand what you know people you know people's backgrounds are and and you know don't make assumptions of things so that's what that scene was kind of showing and i'm glad that it was like you know a warming kind of close to the scene as well and that it wasn't you know any there wasn't any big fuss or tension about it so uh, but dana what did you think of that scene though
1: I, I like that scene very much. Everything that you kind of said was was truthful. And I really like their relationship where it seems like for her, she the, the, the white girl, she's kind of walking on eggshells a little bit because she doesn't know what to say or what not to say. And mm-hmm. there are moments where it may come off as being offensive, but I don't see her purposely doing that.
0: Yeah. I
1: see their relationship as something that's very genuine. And I really like that and it's refreshing and I really hope that it lasts and I'm kind of afraid because I don't want no one to get shot or die <laughs> or anything. Because we do know and Jukebox, Jukebox ends up being a, a very hardened person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if because of the relationships that she has and because of how this may end up ending, that's where we get the hardening from, but I hope that this is not it. I hope that we see a relationship LGBT, of LGBTQ plus, I hope I said that right, relationship on screen, that is just happy. You know, mm-hmm. they just exist. So yeah. that's what I'm really pulling for.
2: Yeah, and, and it doesn't seem forced, because sometimes mm-hmm. it can seem like very forced like just to be there for an agenda, but this right. feels very natural, very authentic, so...
1: Right, and then what's really interesting if you look at the time period that they're in because it's in the 90s. This is not 20, it's not, uh, you know, 2021. This is in the 90s. So there's a lot of things that that can transpire to break them apart. There's a lot of judgment. So there was that part that you saw in the middle of Harlem where that happened. Not Queens, I'm sorry, in New York City where that happened. And I'm happy that they wasn't bothered. Nobody said anything, that everything was just...
0: So yeah okay. can i just make a comment no yeah <laughs> i have a very bad feeling now that dana said how jukebox is very hardened and you wonder how the character got to that i, I have a bad feeling now uh something might happen to to karen yeah.
1: well you, you remember that karen. <laughs> 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 i got the joke i'm slow um but if you kind of remember In the Power series, it Mm -hmm. was Kanan that she first tells that she's gay too.
0: And so Mm -hmm.
1: I don't Mm -hmm. know, it wasn't touched upon, but I hope that this isn't some type of situation because we've seen where Kanan, as an adult, he's hardened enough where he kills his own son. Mm -hmm. So I hope it doesn't come into any kind of thing where he may have to kill this girl because she may stand in the way of something and that we caught we did kind of see not a fracturing of their relationship but it was very tense you know and then at the end we do know who ends up killing jukebox because of the power series Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i i just hope that you know we don't see some kind of any tension between that
0: i i hope that doesn't happen either Mm -hmm. um I, I what I think though is that uh, I think that everybody in that and I really think they have they, didn't, they haven't really highlighted this yet on the show.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think everybody in Kanan's family is a target now. Oh, yeah. We, we're with with unique because if any of his guys ever know who Jukebox is, they come after her. If she just so happens to be with her girlfriend, that may not be good, a good outcome for the girlfriend. So uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. something definitely gonna happen because that character is nowhere to be found in in the in, in the past power series. So something definitely happened to her. I just I hope it's not uh, a tragic a tragedy with her getting killed though. But right. we'll, we'll see what happens. Nicole, by the way, is her name. Nicole, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, like no, I know why, for some reason I thought I can't But let, let let's let's ignore that name Child. altogether. Ignore ignore that name
1: yeah, yeah. or oh, maybe that's what because not to to go off track i'm sorry but there was an incident with the school situation remember when mm-hmm. she was with her friends at the school and it was like who's that so yeah. i i hope that also doesn't come into play i just want them to be happy
2: that's yeah all. yeah I mean maybe we will see them be happy for a while, but I do think there's something is gonna happen to yeah. break them apart. Power
0: is yeah. not
1: Power's not a love story, saga.
0: Never <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because even even Ghost and Angela, you saw what happened to them. But in the they end got, they got together, but hey, this you know, we'll see how it ended though. They
1: they got together. <laughs> Yay Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah. Um and my last takeaway is of course, you know. I had to address the the D Wiz thing. So, um, so my take on this is, you know, like Rich was saying, I think I think Raquel's um, decision to get rid of D Wiz was so she can negotiate a peace offering with Unique and his his crew, and say, okay, blood for blood, you know, you you got one now. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that's her in Intention. Um, and it was a very cold thing to do. It definitely stains her character that you know she had to, to, to go this direction. But that's also what makes it compelling to see that she's such a, a caring mother. But at the same time, you know she she does like really cold things um, to to maintain their life and everything. Um, so that just kind of you know adds more depth to her. Um, but I do think this is going to come back to haunt both her and Lulu. Um, and, you know, there's a few ways You know, this this can go I think, really um, So, I mean, we know what's going on with Howard You know, um, and, and Unique So, you know I think maybe, you know it, Unique could uh, may, Maybe uh, there's a way Unique will cooperate with Howard And, um, you know They'll try to Pin this murder on someone You know um, Or it could just end up in a blood Because like Rich said, um, you know, Kanan, he's like I, I feel I feel like Raquel is gonna lie to him and say that, you know, they somebody must have killed D Wiz. She's not gonna admit to the fact that she had him killed. So yeah. Kanan is gonna believe that it's tip for tat that, you know, he needs to clap back. And this was this was kind of the mistake that happened in the first episode. So uh I think Yeah, yeah go ahead, Rich.
0: I just want to say one thing because because you mentioned it, I just want to make a quick comment on it If you recall the conversation Between Howard and Unique, He said I don't want any more kids getting Killed mm-hmm. so that right There if they say that he Was behind that that's going to You know he's definitely going to come back to ask him What's up with this kid that got killed Because yep. they just had that conversation So I, yeah you mentioned that that's why I thought about That but yes continue
2: Yeah so so he's he's going to want Some kind of Retaliation or something from from This you know Howard so So yeah something might Happen there um, and then Also there's the fact that When Jukebox was walking Home she saw D-Wiz get in A car with Lulu so I'm wondering how she is going to take It you know um, and I don't know how this is going to be rolled out Because maybe at first It will be reported that D-Wiz Is just missing and not dead and I, I want to know if she she will say something at that point because she she might say, Oh, I saw him getting in the car with, with Lulu. Um and, and then, you know, maybe it won't be till later on when it's reported that he's actually dead and they found his body or something like that, you know. Um and I, I want to see how she's gonna react because she's kind of connected to everyone. So um, you know, what what will she do? Will she keep quiet? And if she keeps quiet will that change her you know will that kind of um create some inner conflict with her because you know um yeah it's a it's a tough situation to be in because you hang out with with these people every day you know kanan d wiz famous you know um and just to to know that maybe this could be connected to lulu and and raquel and and you know you saw him get in the car and and you can't say anything like that can haunt you for a very long time, so i wanna see what if that changes her and makes her if that's what makes her harder you know um so yeah that that's uh that's my takeaways uh did you did you wanna jump in and say something else rich? It seemed like you were thinking
0: oh no let's let's okay. go to Dana for her takeaways.
2: Okay, yeah, so let's go over to Dana now. So give us your takeaways from episode two. All
0: right, so
1: very simple. I am a symbolic, I love symbolism. So I loved how it opened up with, um, basically he was talking about Sir, uh, Sir Isaac Newton. And he was talking about, and it also goes with the title. He was talking about basically the law of re- re- relativity, which is every action has a reaction and that he's going to you know keep your eyes open at all times. So I like how... He is using these quotes from these scholars as kind of points for how he should run his life. Which, if you look at it, is really the, what is the 50th law of attraction, which is written by 50 percent. So I like how we kind of have that connection going with there. And how they use basically the physical bullet is being a symbolism to like any bullet that you put out there, it's gonna come back to you. We kind of saw that in the first episode. And so with the title itself, Reaping and sowing, this is what you cause, now you have to pay the consequences for it and it sets into motion a bunch of things that's gonna happen in the future by just someone's actions alone or just by talking too much. You know, we've seen that before. And as you were saying, sorry.
2: Oh, you okay?
1: I'm okay. So as you were saying before, there is a part where, you know, the Scarface poster that we've seen. And we have the new Jack City uh, that we've seen and really quickly here with, I believe, this is Joey Badass? Nope, that's not Joey. That's
2: uh, Uncle Marvin.
1: That's, okay, that's so Uncle Badass. That's Joey Badass. So if you look here, over here, it's really interesting. So you have this one and you have Uncle Marvin. Um, for those who don't know, it's this is same. around the same it's the same location as New Jack City. It's the
0: it's the same location, but it also looks like the exact same attire, especially mm-hmm. when you go back to Unique. Isn't that like the same attire that Nino Brown wore one time? Mm-hmm. Like that black, yeah. See, these guys are smart. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: anyone who knows this scene would know. Remember the shootout in the park
0: mm-hmm. during the wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the area where where things went down. And and this here is not so. That's kind of very nearby. That's where uh, Columbia University is. So oh yeah, I we, were there. we were there. I'm like I, I'm like <laughs> they filmed where D. wiz got killed, and we went to go pee, and they filmed it. I'm like that's literally under the bridge of where you would connect to get to George Washington. It's right. It's the highway. It's it's next to the the what do you call it? The West Side Highway. It's right there. And that connects to also the George Washington Bridge and you can get to the Bronx and everywhere else. The point I'm simply saying is this. I love symbolism and I love how they're really, they're going away about it. That's very smart. Um, so for me, the whole title of Reaping and Sowing, we kind of see what was going on, the consequences of the last season and how they're going to pay the last episode, sorry, and how they're, you know, they're building up to what's going on now and the consequences that you're going to have to pay for that that for me also stood out with the door scene with Kanan wanting to see what was inside of that that door on the other side and you know that is something that can either change his life for the good or the worst he could be really smart at it or it could just completely destroy him and kind of that curiosity that he has was also the same curiosity that we saw in new jack city that we saw really you know can tear characters and people's lives apart and also, I love the fact that they had the, the um, Scarface, which we all know that every kind of, in that culture, they idolize Scarface. So that is something that he is. That,
2: that's one of my favorite films, too.
1: Wait, cool. no. You need that face. But yeah, so Scarface is something that, you know, people idolize, especially in that drug world. So Gary has a lot of explaining to do. Uh, (laughs) so yeah that and I also love the D-Wiz and what was going on with him I loved how you know this is a show that doesn't seem to be dragging out they're doing just go straight to it right away and it's only 10 episodes and I feel like this hopefully they're using each episode wisely and that we're not you know there are moments that we've seen with previous uh, shows where it drags out but this one, you know, I, it seems to be something that they are willing to not do. And the fact that, you know, in the beginning quote, it says that, you know, keep your eyes open at all times. So when you think that Kanan is not paying attention, he really is. And it kind of explained also previously, he's very analytical. You know, with him also, remember the whole Syverson situation? So he's a very analytical person. And while I don't think that we'll get the recklessness that we've seen before, he is going to make mistakes, as we saw previously with the whole, you know, they're taking over your block, mom, situation. I think now it'll allow him to analyze situations more. And I look forward to what is going to happen in the future episodes of what we see with Caden and also season two.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I um... agree. It seems like there's not a lot of filler in the show so far, mm-hmm. and I hope they're able to, you know, keep that up.
1: Right. Um,
2: but yeah, and, I and also
1: I just really will pretty really quickly. Mm-hmm. Joey Badass is really just amazing. He seems to just take away. He's just in every scene. He just you can't stop watching him, and it's just natural. Yeah. And that's what I kind of love about this season is all of the actors. They know their craft. They know what they're doing, and they excel at it. So for him, for me, he was just a standout in all of the scenes that he was in.
2: Yeah, yeah, Joey Bud, Badass, like he, uh, he's he's killing it. Like I, I wasn't expecting him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't expecting him to to be that good. Like because because he comes from rap, from hip hop. Um, but he, it seems like he's a legit actor, like in this. Like, you have to
1: watch Two Distant Strangers. It's on Netflix. It's, it's twenty minutes. And it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a watch because yeah, it's, he's do, he's doing great work. So, oh my God, if he if he's got something else he's in,
0: I, I definitely have to check it out now. And, and let me just make a cool. comment to say he does great great work, even on bad shows. Shout <laughs> out to Bo- to Boomerang on BET. He was on that show, but he wait was great is, is on that, that
2: the show. um is that the TV show version of the Eddie Murphy film or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, but except for none of those characters are in it. It's all about their kids. So, wow. yeah, not a good
1: show.
0: <laughs> but it is wild. what it is, <laughs> and he's so
1: young too—only twenty-six.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where uh, the show gets juicy. We're gonna just shoot from the hip, ask some mm-hmm. questions. Um, and you know, talk some theories about what we think might happen and stuff. So, um, so the first question I guess I have is, um, like, so we saw Davina throughout this episode, um, and you know, we saw her in the fight. We saw she she kind of got suspended or whatever. Um, and you know, she's clearly mourning over D Wiz, you know, because she because she had a connection with him uh, while he was alive and everything. But we know that, uh, I mean, not D-Wiz, sorry. I mean, Buck, you know, mm-hmm. she, she had uh, she had a connection with Buck. Um, and yeah, so we know that Kanan likes her and everything, right? And, um, he, his position has to basically been, you know, to, to, to lie to her, um, about, you know, uh, about Buck. Like he, um, he, he straight up lied and said that, you know, they had no beef know nothing so he's clearly lying about everything to separate himself from Buck's murder and and, and everything so I want to ask you guys how do you think this re- relationship might pan out you know based on what's happening so far Um so I'll go to you first on that Dana what do you think
1: I kind of feel that this is going to be something that we've seen before in the sense of you know he's going to lie to her she ends up talking to him more and more and they kind of have feelings and connections, and then eventually she'll end up finding out what really happened and that he was involved and then we'll get the, you betrayed me, you know, conversation and and they'll break up and she'll refuse to talk and you know, maybe down the line in season two, they'll talk again and there'll be a, a, a scene of passion between the two and the <laughs> way Richard is looking. But um, yeah, no, but that, I, I hope it doesn't go that way right away. Um, But I do definitely see them, you know, they like each other. We're at the stage where, you know, they're talking. No one, is no animosity. Remember they known each other since like, what is it, kindergarten or something? He was in love with her. So I definitely see that their relationship is going to become closer and then she'll eventually find out through, you know, one of the friends who will probably slip up and say something about what really happened to Buck. She'll be hurt.
0: Okay. And, and what about you, Richard? Well, I think the death of D-Wiz is going to accelerate this a lot quicker um, because like you said gary depending on how they roll it out if they say he's missing or if they just straight up say the start of the next episode the yeah this this kid was found dead then that kind of adds more to it because she's already heard rumors that kanan and his friends were involved in what happened to buck and you know that there had to be some type of retaliation coming so it's going to be hard for him to keep lying about that um But i kind of feel like she's going to find out sooner rather than later and then we'll see how that relationship moves forward from there because as dana alluded to yes this is his crush he's been after her and and he was adamant in that first episode he was always going to be trying to go after her because that's Mm -hmm. like his first crush so we'll see what happens but uh i think he's not going to have that much time before she finds out and one little quick point that i will add and I, i like that they did this Because in this episode When everything was going down at the school You heard as Kanan was Observing what was happening to her There was a moment where D-Wiz mentioned hey maybe I should Try to go ask her out now Because so when when that scene happened I thought don't tell me they're going to do This whole thing where now he goes after her And this creates tension Between him and Kanan but see that didn't Happen because now he's out the picture Completely so I like how They switched it up making you think from, from when you saw that uh oh there's going to be tension between him and Kanan now because that's Kanan's girl and then now that's not a factor at all because of what happened the bigger picture of the fact that they killed 20 Buck and it all coming back uh, the way it did so yeah we'll see what happens but I like how they kept you guessing as to what was going to happen with that particular relationship so we'll see where things, ha- where things go from here
1: or if you want to get really dark she ends up dead and he what? might, he, he, he'll, she ends up dead because of her connection either to Kanan or because she'll end up finding out what really happened and threatening to tell the police.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible now. We've seen so many bodies already in the show. So.
1: <laughs> I don't expect her living past certain seasons.
0: Yeah. I, that, that's a good point. It, one last thing I will add to is. Going back to the fact that you saw how she just laid out this other girl, Tiffany. Obviously, she can handle herself. Uh, and that edge is something we did not know the character had in the first episode. So I'm pretty sure Kanan was a little surprised by that. But that may also harden him as well. Because when you saw him in the first episode, and he took the shot at D-Wiz. There was still some hesitancy in doing that. It's like he wasn't sure. And then, of course, as you mentioned last week, Dana where he was out shooting with his mom out in the field and he had that smirk, you kind of felt, okay, now he felt a little bit more comfortable. But before that, it wasn't really like you felt that he was comfortable in what he was doing. So I kind of feel all of these things are going to push him closer to being the Kanan we knew who was just ruthless and didn't care. And she may play a role in that as well because you see how brutal she was
1: in her encounter. That could kind of create that whole Bonnie and Clyde Mm-hmm. relationship between the two where they just become really volatile and I'm not going to say that he's going to kill her or she's going to kill, you know, he's not going to die, but um, it may end up being to a point where she may like it too much and that's how she ends up dying. She gets too too involved in, in the streets and what's going to end up happening. Maybe they'll end up, you know, doing running something together or she he brings her into the family they known each other since they were like goobers mm-hmm. so you could kind of it's not like he's a random stranger off the block you can know there's that trust there but maybe she t- tries to take off and do something on the side and there's some kind of betrayal so I, I just don't know yet to that extent or maybe she's just a girl who knows how to stand her ground and nothing happens and she's a nice good girl and she gets transferred to another school because <laughs> she's not. yeah
0: yeah no. We'll see. we'll
2: see. It can go in any direction. We'll, we'll see. Go on the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I do agree with Rich that um, it is gonna, you know, speed. Like now that D. Wiz passed away, um, like that is gonna speed up her finding out um, that you know Kanan was behind this. Um, and yeah, the the question is what her reaction will be after that. So you know. Maybe what Dana said might happen You know and, and she'll threaten to, to Go to police or Howard or something um, And you know That somebody will have to take her out You know maybe that could happen Or you know maybe Maybe just maybe Kanan finds a way To spin the whole thing And you know lie to her More about what happened mm-hmm. And make her see see You know that he kind of had no choice To do it you know, or make make her feel you know like he had no choice to but to kill him or something uh, because of you know tension in the streets with his mom and, and stuff and maybe just maybe they actually get together and she forgives him and you know she she, she comes on his side um, so that that is a possibility that could happen you know it seems like anything could happen at this point
1: or so, or maybe she just won't care. And be like, okay,
2: what's next? <laughs> 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 That's the she, life. <laughs> you think she's that easy?
1: <laughs> no, not easy like that. I mean, like you know, all right, he's dead. Yeah. I know the life. I understand it. Mm-hmm. What's for dinner?
2: Some <laughs>
1: skittles. How about some eyelashes.
2: Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, people people in that in that environment are conditioned, you know, for because a lot of violence does happen, you know, so. Um, sometimes people really are Like they move on from things quick Just because they're conditioned to that Happening in the neighborhood all the time So uh, and, that, and that's the sad Reality of you know Of, the, of shows like this and, and, and Environments like that in real life So uh, that's, that's the thing but um, yeah It'll be interesting to see how they How that plays out with the whole Davina Because I do think you know her Character will have some greater significance Later on um, so I wanted to also ask you guys What you th- what you think You know um, In detail about Howard And his partner um, You know his, his uh, police You know partner and stuff like that And where you see that going And what role that might play In, in the show moving forward So um, I'll go to you first Rich what's your What do you make of Howard and, and his partner
0: Well I think you hit it on the head when you talked about the discussion he had with her in the car because when you mention training day again that is exactly what i felt where he's saying this is how the streets work and obviously you know now where where it can go in a different path is that you, we already know in training day when denzel did what he did eventually ethan hawk was able to get him you know i don't think they're going to have this whole story where she takes him down uh, i i just I, I don't see that happening uh, but what I do think is again it, his beef is with Raquel now that he has made it clear that when he had that conversation with Unique he said it, it's, when it comes down to a war you're the one that I'm rooting for not Raquel so I do believe that Raquel that she's going to be the one to eventually take, take him down but it's just a matter of how it evolves from here what we know is that obviously he is corrupt obviously he has some type of deal with unique um so and he is wants unique to be successful as far as what he's doing so it's a question of how how are you going like like having this other detective involved you know because remember in the first episode she was like trying to investigate everybody when when she saw about the you know the attempted shooting and all this other stuff with buck 20 she's like trying to investigate but he's trying to go like say no, you know, no, you stay in this corner, I'll I'll go and handle this my own way. And that's not going to stay how it is right now. So I'm curious to see how they're going to involve her in this. But I don't think it's going to be the the, the traditional thing they did with training day where eventually the good cop takes down the bad cop. It's probably going to end up being Raquel that has to do the deed. But we'll see what happens. go
1: ahead. Dana. Hmm. Um for me I understand the similarity to Training Day but from what I remember in that movie Denzel's character was deeply hated by the community they feared him.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> I just and I know we're only in episode 2 but I just don't get that level of fear from Malcolm Howard yeah. yet. Yeah. So I just can't see that I just I don't see that comparison. I just see it as you know he's a rookie cop and you're stuck with the guy who has connections that maybe, you know, he's dirty, but I don't see it to that extent, where he's like killing people on the spot and hiding drugs and, yeah you yeah. know, taking yeah, out the guns. And You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get that yet. I just think that they have to have the police in there because, you know, power, that's the kind of the connection thread. You have drugs and cops and a club. That's how they, they sent him to connect. But for their dynamic, I do see this being as, you know, I'm a newbie, so let me investigate her probably going off and doing things independently. And she always getting shut down by Malcolm. And maybe there may be something where he has to play along. But I do think that he is not too too good to start tampering with evidence. But I just don't see him as being like that big fearful overlord. So I do think that with that dynamic, I don't want to say that this is a throwaway characters. I do believe that when it comes to the murder of D-Wiz, they're going to come in and, you know, he's going to have to probably change or hide evidence about what actually happened that night. She'll probably go off and be like, what really happened? Yeah. Situation and, you know, do do, do that kind of storyline and maybe try to take it to the higher ups. And maybe get shot down, not literally, but you know. And I'm not gonna, you know, when you get shot down with your opinion, so they don't take any interest in it. Um, But yeah, this is another kind of a a softer version of Angela and the guy in Han, whose name I can't remember exactly. I just call him Han.
0: Oh, John (laughs) Mock. There you go, John Mock. So yeah. yeah,
1: I do see that as being like a uh, sim- more similar to a training
0: day situation. I think I think John Mock is going to be in uh, book book three book uh four book two book in two? November. I book think two is. season two. Yeah, I, well, we know that Lorenz Tate's uh, brother is coming back for sure. That's been confirmed. I did, but I think John Mock is still going to be in that show we'll have to wait
1: and see be better to be in Lawrence tate's own show so wouldn't it be isn't it book six or something
0: uh yeah 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 whenever that's that comes i have no idea when that's coming there's not not even a
1: script written for that i have no
0: idea
1: (laughs) but yeah so that's like just kind of how i see that dynamic and i do see that um malcolm is going to be not necessarily a shoulder to, 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 but you know how you have someone who's connected in the force to make sure everything runs smoothly on your end. So I think that Raquel is going to kind of use him to navigate this whole D-Wiz getting murdered situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll have bigger murders and things going on later on in the up, in the season. But for right now, I just see her going to him saying, Hey, we got to clean this up. And then him trying to deter the Wookiee cop from this situation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent takes on that. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, we, we have to kind of like in shows like this, we have to kind of see the other side at some point. We have to see like the law, you know, because all of this stuff that these bad people are doing, there needs to be consequences. And, you know, the, these characters are there. To show us that, you know, to show us that you can't do these things and get away with it and that eventually karma is going to come back to you and, you know, the law is going to find you and stuff like that, right? So it's, it's good that we have these characters and I'm glad that so far they seem somewhat interesting because I, I, I legit want to know more about the woman and, you know, what her life is like and what, you know, she's dealing with as a, as a rookie and also like, um you know, yeah, what's up? I have a question.
1: Mm. do any of you see them having a relationship together you know kind of in that stereotypical <laughs> way that we've seen portrayed in other shows not just I, I, I
2: hope it's uh i hope it's not like you know with uh with method man and and his uh his <laughs> colleague like
0: when <laughs> we
2: see them in bed together you know because oh, th- this this doesn't need to be that like well, I think it's yeah
0: you know that scene was put in there to show off Method Man's physique. He got an excellent shape. And, and Courtney yeah. Kemp said, the, the women need to see this. I For think Basically, don't. anybody that loves Method Man on that level needs to see this. You That's saw him
1: on the BET Awards, and all the women were like, Oh my God! And all the men oh, were like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he performed that DMX tribute. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. ma'am. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean you know that that situation was what it was in book two but in this i just want it to be like you know um howard goes home to his family and his kids and you know he the reason he's doing what he's doing is because he wants to feed his family and 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 stuff and and she has the the cop has her own family i just want it to be that but there's interesting things you can do with them without them sleeping together i think yeah. Um, especially especially mm-hmm. with the whole rookie veteran
0: dynamic and then
2: him doing d- him doing shady things behind the scenes like that's interesting I, enough so
0: you don't um, want I will, I will add on to what Dana said earlier mm-hmm. um I do want to see him do some some dirty things like I mean so physically yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. i want to see him if he if he has to because because the thing is this like we're going to really i think we're going to see in the next episode because he was very clear with unique he said i don't want any more kids you know you know getting killed on the streets so at some point he has to do some type of retaliation and i want to see him see what is the retaliation when somebody doesn't listen to when you tell them to do something what are you what are you going to do so uh i would not mind seeing him you know whether he has to kill somebody or you know beat the hell out of somebody, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see. But but I do mm. think we're going to need to see more to really get a feel for why this guy is is a bad guy, why he's a, cor- a corrupt cop. So we'll see. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, we do we need to see him be a bit more slimy and do some some shady stuff. <laughs> but me.
1: don't go full Javari.
2: Don't do that. No, <laughs> yeah, he... no, nah, nah, don't don't please go Javari. Please. please, please don't, don't do me. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, what I was going to say also is because I see Omar Epps being around in the long term in the show. Um, so I think, you know, at the moment, we see that he's, he's struck some alliance with Unique. And we know that there's tension in the streets between Unique's people and Raquel's people. Um, and, you know, th- it will probably continue this way. Um, up until maybe mid-season or something, but I feel like Raquel is going to make some moves um, that is going to eventually put her in a position where she is able to flip Howard and and make make Howard double cross, uh, you know, unique. So I can maybe see something like that, and then you know, those two have a dynamic where they tolerate each other. You know, Raquel and Howard they tolerate each other maybe she she throws him some money you know um to 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 keep him off her back and to keep his people off her back um and and then you know um maybe they fall out again later on because this show has to go on for more seasons so um you know i I, but i i think it would be interesting if if she manages to get into the position to where she can
0: flip howard in her favor i think that would be great but go ahead what was you gonna say i just want to ask a quick question Uh, And and this is a question I would invite the viewers of this podcast to also give your thoughts on this if you feel you want to answer it. I know a lot of people, y'all have already mentioned, Joey Badass has been doing a phenomenal job. So I have to ask the question, do you believe that Joey Badass is going to be around on this show for the long haul? (laughs) Because he's doing a great job. And then I kind of feel like if this character gets killed off by the end of the season... That might make some people a little, you know, upset it to some degree. So I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts, and and hopefully people watching can give their thoughts. On how long they think this character is going to be around? Um,
2: he he's going to be, he's going to be the uh the Luke Cage Cottonmouth. He's going out early. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, That's not good,
1: no, no. no.
2: I, I, cool. I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. But I don't want him to be taken out. But I feel like his character is so good that he can't continue to be opposition for Raquel for too long. Like, so I, I feel like maybe at the end of this season he might get taken out. Either that, or maybe he just gets taken to jail. If you want to, if you want him to live still, you know, and and maybe come back later. They can send him away to prison or something like that, you know, just sort of on a timeout kind of thing. But um, his presence is so strong in the show that it's like, you know, if he's there to be an antagonist, I feel like, you know, you can't have him be around too, too long, you know, because that's how you, that's how you kind of create a dynamic where the fans really, um, you know, admire a character. Like you have to, have them like even now They're doing it like he's not in a lot Of scenes if you look at it like each Episode mm-hmm. it's like they They keep him kind of he has Like a mystique sort of thing He's not in you know a lot of The episode kind of thing uh, So I, I feel like his presence is So strong that they're not gonna Have him be around for, for long so that's why I think that I think maybe the end of This season he might go away whether He dies or goes to prison so that's what I think. But what do you think, Dana?
1: No, I think he's going to probably be in it for the long haul. At
0: mm-hmm.
1: least probably up until, ep- not episode, season three or season four. Um, I see this being seasonal show of, you know, many seasons. Um, I don't think, I think literally the opposite. Because he's not in every scene and they keep him kind of a mystery. And we do know that he's head of, of everything but we don't know anything about him, that mystique of the character and the fact that he's not always out there exposed may be the reason why he outlives the longest. And he, I feel that that is his strength. He only shows when he needs to. And that's usually to make deals and to retaliate. And then he just whispers away in the wind and then that's it. Um, I don't, I hope they don't, because a lot of the viewers are here to also see Joey. Mm -hmm. And I don't think by killing him off, you know, in the first season would be that smart. I don't think, you know, maybe by killing him some other way that really is like, really, that's how he died? They could do that, but definitely not the first season. I think that his power really needs to be there for the long haul and we need to see him and how he operates and the fact that we don't know this yet you know that makes the audience more curious i don't want him to get oversaturated when we see him in every scene all the time i think that that kind of mystery is just you know this is someone that raquel has to go to oh who is this person so i really hope that they they keep him and they don't kill him right away
2: yeah no. Yeah, I see your point I mean, you know, maybe they could stretch him out in the show for a long time If they continue at the pace they've been rolling him out And only have him be in, you know, scenes that make sense and stuff um, And don't overexpose him, you know Maybe they can keep him in the show longer But I just feel like he's such a strong character That they they might be worried that he takes away from the main characters of the show So, um, but... Yeah, you know, uh, great character either way. So I I do hope he does. He's a great actor too. I do hope he stays around for mm-hmm. longer. Um, but I'm I'm just going by what I see happen in other shows, you know. So, um, but yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on on you know Howard or the police or Joey Badass before I get to the final question? Okay, so. Um, I did have a bunch of questions, but we're, you know, we're running long now. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to end on this one because I think this one is a very juicy one, you know, and I'm, I'm curious to see what, what people are going to say about this. Right. So we know this is the power universe and this is raising Canaan and this is all the way back in the nineties. Right. Um, and the current power is set in today, you know, in, in 2021. Um, so in, Power Book 2, we see Tariq, you know, he basically strikes a a reunion. Um, you know, he partners up with Monet and the Tejada family, right? We know that family is from Queens, New York, right? So I want to ask you guys, are we going to see any connections teased in Raising Canaan? Because if 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 Monet and her like her they they hyped up her husband the Tahada like Mr. Tahada like he's some super you know super tough like OG kingpin guy right so if he's been around and his name rings out so much and you know if Kanan is gonna become to be as as you know are uh, influential and, and his mother too Like if they're going to rise up in the ranks Of the criminal underworld in Queens Isn't it plausible That these people might Cross paths at some point in time Because In the streets when you know When there's a lot of notable, pe- notable people Doing their thing on, on you know in the streets In the criminal underworld Their, their names ring out they hear about each other through the streets. They know of each other's names. Um, and, you know, eventually they cross paths. Sometimes it's, it's out of respect and, you know, the not really a tense thing. But to me, it feels like if this Tahada guy is as big as, you know, if he really was putting in work all this time, you know, like they're saying in, in book two, I feel like. There might be some connections back here in the 90s that eventually, you know, tie into raising Canaan. So I wanna ask you guys, you know, your, your thoughts about that. So, um, Dana, what do you think? You're muted, by the way.
1: Okay, cuz I was probably making the most faces when I said that because <laughs> I don't want that. I want each power thing to stand on its own. And I feel that by introducing Tahara, either will you see him physically, I'm okay with like a name. Hey, I have you heard about that guy? And then we move on. That's fine. That's cool. I don't want my power series to start interconnecting that way. Um, I think, like I get, like I said before, it's a whole universe. Each planet has its own little world. Let them stay on their own planet. I don't feel the need for that to happen. I think that each show, each series is strong on its own, and we don't need that sort of connection right away. I don't want to see any Tommy. I don't want to see um, a ghost. I don't want to see none of them. I want to focus on these characters, and I don't feel the need to bring those characters from book two into book three. I think that it, you know, not to call up Kevin Feige, but there's a reason as to why we didn't see Doctor Strange in WandaVision. I don't want it to be like, oh, that guy is just overshadowing what's really going on. Because now we have, say, Monet, you know, she's meeting with Rocket Raquel. I don't want that situation to happen. But if that's something that is inevitable, I don't want them to be buddy-buddy. I just want them to just be two great, incredibly strong women who say hi and bye. That's
2: all I want. Yeah, like I, um, because I think that I, I didn't. If, if, let's say Tahada the guy shows up, or Monet a young Monet shows up, I don't want them to be reoccurring characters. Like, I don't but want them to be any you, you could have like just one episode maybe where like they show up and just to show that you know these people were around too at this time, and then no, keep it moving, keep it moving fact, after that.
1: The fact that you know that information should be okay enough. Just because you live in Queens, and uh, I don't know, Pookie lives in Queens, doesn't mean that we should necessarily meet each other. We run our own separate business separately. We There's no reason for us to connect. There's no reason to, for Tejada or Monet to be in here. Let them do what they do and let, you know, Raquel and her family do what they do. That kind of blending thing, I, I just don't want that to happen. I feel that it'll just be a distraction, even for a second. And okay. uh, there's no need.
2: Okay. and But I'm going to let Rich go. But real quick, I just want to say like, if this show, Raising Kanan, continues to go on for multiple seasons, eventually we are going to have to run into some characters okay. that we know. No. Eventually it's going to have to happen.
1: So. Not right. No, this can be the Kanan story minus my friend ghost this everything is from canaan's perspective so we don't necessarily need that remember that that episode where they dragged out all of those episodes by showing us everyone's point of view mm-hmm. right so for example remember how we saw that one point of view where we really didn't see everybody else and how they interacted until later on let this show just be that show the point of view of canaan you know if know. you have to mention ghost by any means at all, have them like you call them up on the payphone. It, okay. That's literally it.
2: Yeah, and, and that's cool. You know, I'm I'm okay with subtle references, but I'm just saying, eventually <laughs> there has to be something if, it if, is if this enth- to to be. Be No, it has to be because, like in 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 the real power show, they talk like they go way way back. Like right. they talk like. Kanan, Tommy, and and Ghost—they talk like they go way, 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 way back. Like, like they were in diapers together. That's how they talk in the
1: Well, show. we're well, we're we're now in in high school, which is past diapers. Yeah, so I know, they were, we don't I know, meet each other.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, so we, if we're already at high school point, it's only a matter of time before
1: Whoa. you well. can rewrite history. Plenty of people have done it.
2: What, but Rich, what, what's your take on this? This whole thing, like with the Tejadas and then also the the crossovers and
0: stuff. Well, in in, in terms of the Tejadas, um I kind of feel like I, I am expecting some type of tease. That at least the father, because you said that they made a very big deal about mm-hmm. about him. I mean, but I, I'm expecting some type of tease because again, it it is a connected universe. You know, every time you watch. This show now, and I'm sure, and when you watch uh, book two and book four and book five, they have that whole intro, the animation intro, Power Universe. <laughs> uh, so I kind of feel like they don't have to connect it, but I kind of also feel like they can have a tidbit in there that is some connection, whether it's something that there's another character that just happens to be working with, with, with one of the Tejadas, and they mention in name, you don't actually see the character that that can totally happen um but we'll see because I, I think uh my thought is if i'm courtney Kemp or 50 cent obviously you want these shows to stand on their own but if nothing rules out introducing something in one show and then if it's in and then you're also getting people interested so that they may consider watching the other show That'd be a nice connecting point if they decide to take that route. Do they need to do it? Absolutely not. But one thing I will say is this. I agree 110% what you said about Ghost. Because again, they had this whole thing where Kanan got set up. He got set up by Ghost and Tasha. So you have to have that because that's how the character ends up in jail. So I kind of feel like you're going to have to, at some point when this show ends, when the show is done, They're going to have to get around showing that one way or another. Does it mean they're actually going to show Ghost and Tommy or Tasha for that matter? Probably not. But again, there was tension between Tasha and Kanan. I would also say, because you know Kanan was always looking at Tasha and stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of feels like you have to at some point. At the very end, allude to that. Unless we're just going to completely ignore all of that that would happen, which wouldn't make any kind of sense. Because that's the question that everybody had in original power is what happened between Kanan and these characters? Why is the relationship so fractured? And yes, the writers ruined that when they decided to have the super friends team up and stuff <laughs> like that. But I kind of feel like you have to explain that the whole thing of him, him getting set up. Because he, he, I mean, he was in jail for a while. I'm pretty sure he lost. A lot of his life a lot of his adult life in prison so we have to see how that happened that's just my my opinion but we'll see what happens but he ain't an adult yet but
2: they meet before they're adults like because because if you listen to how they talk in power if you go back and and like watch the first few seasons they talk like they go way 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 back like kindergarten or something but Obviously, you know, it's not the case in Raising Canaan Because it's already a high school age But it's going to have to happen eventually then You know, if if they're talking like that in the main power It's only a matter of time now before they actually meet, you know, at this age So there has to be something that comes, like, you know, we'll later we'll, on
1: we'll have a if, 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 if
2: this show gets renewed for season 3 Like, there needs to start being some references at that point
1: I'm good
0: with, with season five and then they can have a civil war thing you know. and <laughs> we
2: Yeah. Okay. We'll see. But uh, this is a great topic for, you know, the people listening to chime in on. I wanna hear your takes on this. So um yeah, leave all your comments, you know, um, let us know what you think about, you know, these things that we discussed. But um that is gonna be it for today. Um unless Either of you have something else you wanted to bring up about Raising Kana?
0: Oh, no, I I enjoyed the episode. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. Okay, anything, Dana?
1: I'm looking forward to see what happens next week as well. This so far still is a very good show. Um, They have not let me down. The writing, yay. Acting, yay. Storytelling, yay, yay. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of what is going to happen with these characters.
2: Yeah, indeed, and um, big shouts to Stars because they did break some records uh, with with you know raising Canaan. Like this was one of the most uh, viewed and talked about shows, you know, with among the uh, the, the African American community and also like the the, the biggest show being tweeted about on Twitter and everything like that. So you know they're they're breaking <laughs> records with this power universe, you know, all the
0: time. So and, uh, and big shouts to stars. And one separate. last point, Gary, do you want to mention what you saw today on uh Instagram? On Instagram.
2: Oh, oh yeah. So 50 yeah. Cent posted um, you know, he posted a picture that they're already filming the next season mm-hmm. of Raising Canaan. So You know, me and Rich were talking about this and it seems like they want a power show on TV all year. Like Mm -hmm. like all year long, there's gonna be different power shows because if you look at it now, if you look at the schedule, we have Raising Canaan now. There's gonna be a break afterwards, and then we're gonna have BMF, which isn't power, but you know, it's a fifty cent show. And then November is book book two, season two, Mm -hmm. and then early twenty twenty two is gonna be the Tommy show, force. Mm-hmm. So, coming you know.
1: Tommy now. They
2: yeah. posted a video. Oh. But they're like, where are you 50 it? Yeah, <laughs> 50, 50 posted that too. He posted the Tommy show. Mm-hmm. Um so it seems like all year long there's gonna be different power shows and fifty cent shows um, you know, showing on, on power, pretty much. Because by the time, you know, that force season ends, we're probably gonna get season two of Raising Canaan then. Once no. that finishes, uh-huh.
0: so in the, time. the,
1: the next and then eventually, yeah. Lawrence Tate is getting his show. Still, yeah. Hopefully. So they,
2: yeah. So you might even have two power shows at once uh airing or something like, that. like <laughs> that. That would be crazy. So yeah, they're they're really taking over, you know. Um And I I feel like you know, Fifty and Courtney Kemp, they need a stake in the company or something at this point because it's like wow, they're, they're putting out, they're pumping out these shows, so. So yeah, uh, props to them Props to, you know, the stars You know, writers and production team Everyone, like it seems like they're all Working very hard over there And, and they really want this to be like Their Netflix kind of thing, you know So um, Shouts to them But yeah, that's pretty much it um, And, you know, do you guys have any shout-outs, anything, Dana? Oh, shout
1: outs, Anything, shout outs to everyone who is listening to us Who watches us thank you so much for the support and we look forward to doing this again next week
2: yeah Uh, anything rich
0: yeah thanks to everybody for the continued support on PowerCast. for the people that like the video as well as those that uh decide they wanted to thumbs it down it's all good we like having conversations and we like feedback and we also like uh for everybody that commented we appreciate continue to comment share your thoughts on the show with us and uh we appreciate your continued support we look forward to doing more shows
2: indeed indeed yeah we, we love all engagement you know if you, if you if you got some negative feedback to tell us you know tell us that too you know we we, we read all the comments I, I saw what you said person you know so <laughs> if hey hey joe buttons joe Budden said if you wrote it online then i read it You know, so if you write it, I read it, guarantee you. So, but yeah, we we read all the comments and, you know, we we appreciate everyone. Um, So definitely engage with the content um, and let us know what you think about it, whether you like it or not. And, you know, if you do like it, please hit the thumbs up and and also, you know, just drop a comment. Let us know what you think and, and chime in on some of these topics that we raised um and you know uh we also have a lot of other content here at the coalition you know uh, there's other shows that we you know we recap and we talk about uh we also talk about video games technology um, so yeah really? movies so yeah um so yeah like check out the channel you know see if there's anything else you like subscribe um, check out the coalition.com Website you know we are we all of our Stuff up there we also have editorial Pieces and things of that Nature and reviews so Definitely take some time to check that stuff Out and you can follow us all on Twitter the information is on The screen right now um, And you know we are also on Spotify and on um, Apple Podcasts. also If you prefer to listen to just audio So Yeah um, And that will be it for this week. We will be back next week to recap episode three of Raising Canaan. But until then, you know, take care of yourselves. Have a great week. And, yeah, just just look after yourselves because, you know, things might be opening up, but it's still dangerous out there. So, you know, take care. Take good care of yourself. But um, that's pretty much it. So peace out, everyone, and we'll see you next week.